0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLISports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. A week from today. There's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including New skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so Sean Payton, George Payton met the media yesterday. Hot topic, Russell Wilson. Here are some of the topics. Is he done in Denver? Did the Broncos threaten to bench him if he didn't agree to move his injury clause in his contract? And... How are they going to build this team if they have to eat all of that dead cap money? Sean went first, surprised all of us by saying he had a 30-minute conversation with Wilson. Here's the thing. He's not spending 30 minutes with every starter on the team. No. What was your impression when you heard Sean sat down with Russell when we all thought Russell was done?
3: Purposeful. I mean, that's that's information that he coughed up himself, so he wanted people to know about it. He wanted us to sit here and speculate about how that conversation or that talking to played out. Um do you
1: think if there was zero chance that Wilson's coming back he would have had
3: this meeting? It, it doesn't happen if there's zero chance. What, what 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 why do you have the conversation? Right. Yeah. I mean, right. and I thought that and and Sean did at least typify and describe it as there were no goodbyes said his words not mine right right so uh so is the door cracked open george payton said as much right in fact he said directly
2: russ is open for returning well let's hear from george the door remains open with Russ. I've had good conversations with Russ. Sean's had good conversations. The door is open, and uh, so we'll just kind of get through the process. Uh, we'll visit as a, as a, you know with the coaching staff, scouting staff. We'll visit with Russ and his people, and and we'll go from there. Mm,
3: very interesting. Um, we've talked about it a lot about where this franchise is. You you have laid out a really good scenario in the first hour about essentially cooler heads prevailing. Well, let me lay it out again for yes. those
1: that weren't listening to the top of the show at seven during the course of a season. It's very emotional. You're going week to week. There isn't a lot of time specifically as a head coach to be pragmatic.
3: Right. Oh, Absolutely. You're, you're on very next, little, almost impossible. You're
1: on to the next game, on to the next game. Right. I have a feeling there have been plenty of conversations between Sean and George and Richard Tato, the cap guy, and Greg Penner. And they have said to him, if you don't want Russell Wilson back, that's fine. But understand the repercussions of what this is going to look like. We are going to be in salary cap hell for years to come. We don't have a quarterback. We're going to have to choose between a bunch of journeyman quarterbacks. As far as the draft goes, we're kind of in no man's land at 12. The top three guys are going to be gone. Yeah, We'd have to probably pick somebody at 12, which is going to be way too high. If we trade back, is our guy going to even be there in that second tier? We're going to have to probably restructure some guys. We're going to probably have to let go of some guys. And all of the progress that this franchise has made is probably going to have to take a step or two back. If we have to eat all of that cap money, Sean, Is there a way you can work with Russell Wilson so we don't have to bite the bullet probably for the next two years? And if this is George talking, oh, by the way, Sean, if things don't work out by getting rid of Russell Wilson, this could cost both of us
3: our jobs. You're going to be making the payments one way or the other. You've got them under contract. Can it be worked? Can Can there be a viable, trustworthy working arrangement? Coaches like to refer
1: to themselves as teachers.
3: Yes, and certainly Sean does.
1: If Sean is really a great teacher, then he needs to, to avoid taking that huge cap hit, spend all the time, really trying to teach Russell what he needs to be done. And he's going to have to be patient, which I'm guessing is something that is very difficult for him, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of reworking Russ. We made progress with Russ. We know he's great off script. How can I teach him to be on script? How can I teach him to see the ball better over the middle? How can I teach him to throw those crossing routes? How can I find a way to get this guy to move more towards me while still taking advantage of all of the other things that Russ does well? This is really on Sean to take on the responsibility of doing something that he'd rather walk away from, Mm -hmm. but looking at the alternative, what is this team going to look like for the next couple of years? Dude, I hear you.
3: Maybe last year you typify it as – relative to Russ. We reclaimed Russ. Now can you reshape him? Maybe that's where we are at this point. And the onus is on Sean to reshape him. He's had a year. He talked about it a lot yesterday. There were a lot of things that were talked about that were really good little bits of meat on the bone and obviously where they are now a year later in terms of understanding the challenges and the opportunities of this roster, they are so much further down along the line. You can make the argument and it would be an argument because there could be, there's room for pushback on this question as well. Are the Broncos on the verge of becoming a playoff team? There may be different opinions out there, but I would take it another step forward. Can they be a playoff team without Russell Wilson? In other words, starting from absolute scratch again at the quarterback position, are they a more likely playoff team with Russell Wilson starting the season, even with the challenges that it brings for Sean Payton, or with him not starting the season?
1: I say this with all due respect to Jared Stidham, who could not be any nicer of a person. Great dude. But what did we learn about Jared Stidham over the final two games? He should not be the starter of this team. And whoever they bring in has to be the starter. Has to be. the. There cannot be a quarterback competition. No. This guy has to be the starter. And you're certainly not going to be starting a rookie. So whoever you get in free agency, which is going to have to be on the cheap, this guy needs to be your guy. And again, that that is a bad situation to be in. Yes, it is. So I'm guessing George and Rich Hurtado and Penner said, I've just laid it out for you. Whoever we bring in that we can't spend a lot of money on, this is going to have to be your guy probably for the next two years. Yeah. Would you rather have that guy for the next two years Or find a way to work it out with Russell where you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to teach. You're going to have to really try and mold this guy into what you need him to be. Can you do that? If you're saying you can't, we will move on. Mm -hmm. But just understand, would you rather deal with the devil that you know or the devil that you don't know? Absolutely. And And by the way, the devil that you don't know has a lot of tentacles to go along with
3: it. Of course it. it does and you put yourself potentially in a situation where you buy time as well, right? You've got Russ under contract. You can, you can go with him as long or as short as you want, but it doesn't force your hand right this moment when you don't have an answer.
1: Here's something else to consider. If you're not going to take Nick's, if he's even available, If you're not going to take Penix, even if he's available, same same thing with J.J. McCarthy. I don't know how Sean feels about any of these guys. By keeping Russ, you put yourself in a position where there's less pressure to find a quarterback in the draft in the third and the fourth round. If you draft a quarterback in the third and fourth round and bring in Sam Darnold, there has to be reasonable expectations that this guy's not only going to be good, but he might be your quarterback of the future. Yeah. If you keep Russell, there's less pressure that this guy pans out because there's always next year's draft.
3: And it, as far as the draft is concerned, and I think you and I agree on this, I think they're going to trade back. I think they're looking think for they more too. picks. Yes, I, I think that they want more picks. And in the absence of a path to the top of the board where they can find a quarterback that Sean – would have to be totally all in on. And we don't know where Sean is relative to these quarterbacks right now. I don't. Um, then the the most the best way of thinking then for me is move back, add picks, get a late first rounder, find a partner, get a late first rounder, pick up a second rounder in the process for your pick at number 12. And go from there.
1: If we have time to talk about this, we will today. If not, maybe we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But where are the Broncos at right now, knowing the possibility of Russell being let go? Josie Jewell will likely not come back. Now, I'm bringing him up. George Payton said the team will most likely not be heavily involved in the first wave of free agency. Right. And he specifically identified riley moss drew sanders and alex forsyth as replacements what do all three of those guys have in common okay fabian moreau is gone riley moss is now the second cornerback right uh josie Jewell is gone drew sanders is now the inside linebacker alex forsyth who i believe was a sixth or a seventh round pick yeah lloyd Cushenberry is gone forsyth is now your center they have laid out the blueprint for us they sure that they're going to have to heavily depend on these three rookies to fill in spots where they will not have the money to bring back any of these free agents. They have just told us that. Now, if they bring back Russell, maybe they can bring back Cush, right?
3: Maybe. They're not going
1: to bring back Moreau, and I don't think they're going to bring back Josie. But Cush is your perfect example. You really want to trust your offense to Alex Forsyth? I don't care how good he's looked in practice. Don't tell me about practice. I want to know how you've looked in games, and he hasn't played in games.
3: No. Although the conversation has been pretty – I mean, they kept him for a reason.
1: I mean, think about this for a second. How many times did you hear at yesterday's press conference, he was the scout team player of the week? hmm Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Is there a trophy that goes along with that? that not, I'm not a trophy, aware of? but I know, I know you got a big placard. <laughs> I do. No, I'm serious. You actually
3: do get a placard. That's my point. Yeah, there's a picture of you, happen.
1: and yeah. underneath the text says you were the scout team player of the week.
3: Yeah, J.L. Skinner even got a a mention. Right. Yesterday, who actually has played a lot more in certain situations right. down the season stretch? It Com- got some options.
1: Yep. Yeah. Coming up after the break, what actually happened? On the conversation, during the conversation between George Payton, Richard Tato, and Russell Wilson's people about, hey, can Russ move his injury clause? And was it really said, well, if Russ doesn't agree to it, we're going to bench him. George Payton was asked that a number of times yesterday. And I'll say this as a tease about what George said. He was consistent. That's next. Nice.
4: Days get so long, and I got nothing to do. I've been
0: hanging around. drive with goodman and hurdle presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda find them at sdhmazda.com. live from the sasquatch casino and Wildcard card casino sports desk here's eric and bruce He's you
1: the welcome back morning drive goodman hurdle watch us at mylifeSports.com. you can reach us roller auctions twitter feed week from today There's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you are headed down to Ball Arena anytime soon for a Nuggets game, Avalanche game, maybe a concert, you can eat the food there, which is overpriced and not very good, or you can go for authentic Cajun cuisine at Nola Jane and Lodo. Every time I go in there, I get their andouille sausage gumbo with dirty rice. It is fantastic. They have great crawfish etouffee, six different po'boys, and wash it down with a hurricane that is far better than anything you will get at Patty O'Brien's in New Orleans because it's not loaded up with all that sugar. Mm. These hurricanes are fantastic. Again, authentic Cajun cuisine. Mike Goldman, a tremendous executive chef who put together this menu, It is so good. Go there even if there isn't a game at Ball Arena. But if there is something at Ball Arena, it's about a five-minute walk. You can pre-party there, post-party there. Nola Jane is the absolute best. Go check them out off of Market Street in Lodo. Time now for The Buzz.
2: The Buzz is presented by Paramount Sighting and Windows. Paramount Sighting and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSightingAndWindows.com.
1: Well, if there's one thing you can say about George Payton, he is very good at sticking to his story. Mike Cliss asked him about what happened during the conversation between Russell Wilson's people and him and Richard Hurtado, the uh, the cap guy, and the NFLPA accused the Broncos of doing something that they should not have done, which is threaten Russell Wilson with his job if he didn't move that injury clause. Uh, Russell said that's exactly what happened Mm -hmm. I don't know where 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 the truth lies but I know that George basically said I'm going to keep the specifics private and um, out of respect for the entire group and we handle it professionally with that he didn't answer the question no about four or five questions later I asked a question that followed up with you didn't answer Mike Cliss's original question what's the answer he gave me the same answer. About four or five questions later, Jeff Legwald essentially asked the same question. Where did Russell come up with this? And George gave the same answer. With that, we're not going to get an answer. No. But certainly, there were enough of us veterans in the room. No question. Who tried to get the answer.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the right thing. I mean, people, inquiring minds want to know. No, No doubt about it. And you know what? Here's one reason why maybe George didn't talk about it.
1: Maybe there is a lawsuit brewing.
3: Could be. You can't talk about it. By the way, remember, Russ was not on that conversation. Correct. Some people... Like the game of
1: telephone, that's what he was told. Exactly. And and I'll be honest with you, I think Russell Wilson is a very nice guy. Mm -hmm. But the stories I've heard about Russell Wilson's people... Mm. little different and as i said to you during one of our breaks this reminds me a lot of tim tebow tim tebow could not have been any nicer of a guy but from what i was told some people behind tim tebow absolute snakes and i'm not suggesting the people behind wilson are snakes but the handlers tend to be a little bit more vicious
3: than the front man yes and that's their jobs, I guess, to some degree, right? Yep. I mean, I, I get it. Protecting their guy. Absolutely. But the the guy out front is the lovable, cheerful, for, you know, always positive. And and I I but was Wilson,
1: a- but Wilson and Tebow are an exception of being they are. The, most guys are not like Aaron Rodgers would speak for level. himself. Peyton Manning would speak for himself. A yeah. lot of guys would speak for themselves but they aren't ooey-gooey, right. you know, bubblegum mm-hmm. nice like Tebow and Wilson.
3: Yes, absolutely. And um, I just find it remarkable that we're still talking about the possibility of his return. Not None of the three people on the podium yesterday closed the door to the return of Russell Wilson, but
1: there's been so much damage done, so
3: much water under the bridge. Yeah, I, I and that and that's my biggest thing. My biggest thing is I I don't know. I mean, that's a tide that's difficult to turn. Yep. Once those things start rolling with some momentum, it's a hard thing to to step back and say, hey, can we all be gentlemen here.
1: When Wilson came out and said publicly, they threatened my job, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, now that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, after Sean Payton has been advised what that dead cap is really going to look like, maybe Sean is reconsidering, saying, maybe I might have to work with him or else this franchise with the cap might get crushed.
3: Yeah. No question about it. And, And there is a clear Clearly, there is a clear understanding in that, uh, in that building about the challenge of moving forward, and Greg Penner says that, yes, the financials are very important, but it will not be the key factor in the decision. It will be a decision on... It's what Sean wants. Yeah, it's it's a, it's on on where we go football-wise. can
1: you work with him?
3: Exactly.
1: Yes. But just understand, Sean, this roster is not going to look like you want it to look for at least the next couple of years. And for a guy who has a Hall of Fame trajectory, you might have to accept some losing records no matter how good of a coach you are because you will not have the talent that you want yep. and you're going to have a very difficult time improving on last year's record. Absolutely. And honestly, what looks better for Sean Payton? Truly resurrecting Russell Wilson mm-hmm. or starting all over again?
3: Well, and it, and, it, and if you can answer this question in the affirmative, does it give you a better chance to win? Which I think it does. Now, I, now I'm not... But win what? Yeah, win what? That's, win that's
1: what? the question. So for the sake of argument, if you can get <laughs> Russell Wilson to a seven and a half, but you know that's the ceiling, and you really need to have a quarterback at a nine to be a serious Super Bowl contender, do you just bite the bullet right now? The problem is you're not just biting it for this season. Yeah, it's- You might be biting it for next season as well, and then there are repercussions, and you still don't have your quarterback.
3: There are no bl- glowing Answers for quarterback. As right I now. as I said Period.
1: on yesterday's
3: show, following the
1: regular season finale, I should say on Monday, I said I would not be excited to be going to work every day if I am George Payton, Sean Payton, Richard Hurtado, knowing that how are we going to get out of this mess? Right, because it's a mess for Sean. His two choices are we start all over again or, man, I got to work with Russell again and I got to be patient. I got to find a way to make this work. That's not going to be fun for Sean. No. It's also not going to be fun for Sean starting over with a new low-priced free agent quarterback knowing I may not get a quarterback in the draft that I want. As for Richard Tato and for George Payton, they're just really waiting on what Sean wants to do, and if Sean decides um, he wants to move on from Russell, what in the hell are we going to do trying to accumulate players? What does George think about the possibility of eating $85 million, a huge sub sandwich in one bite this upcoming season, or having to eat it in two bites over two seasons? You'll get his answer next.
0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar mazda a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back. Morning Drive Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, at Sports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. A week from today, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is brought to you by Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar. Let Nola Jane spice up your next trip to Lodo with the best Cajun cuisine in Denver.
1: Okay, so what are the Broncos going to do if Russell Wilson is not part of this team next season. I asked George that at yesterday's press conference.
2: During the bye week, I did reach out to, to Russ's agent. That's the wrong clip. That's uh, the wrong clip. We have that clip ready to go? Obviously, any dead money, you know, obviously this, whatever, if this would be extreme. We, we've we prepared for any scenario, you know, with Rich Tato, who runs our cap, and, and uh, we'll have flexibility either way to do what we need to do. We're not going to be on the first wave of free agency like we we're, were last year. You can't do that every year. We'll be very strategic, very specific on what positions, what players, uh, you know, uh, we try to sign. And then, obviously, we got to hit on the draft. We're picking high. And uh, we have six picks. Uh, you know, we could, we could have more. You know we like picks, and, uh, and we'll go from there.
3: We'll have flexibility. What flexibility? What flexibility
1: will you have? Oh, I know what the flexibility is. Okay. The flexibility is we have Riley Moss to replace Moreau. We have Drew Sanders to replace Josie Jewell. Ding. We have Alex Forsyth to replace Lloyd
3: Cushenberry. Ding, 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 ding. And George
1: Payton talked about those three guys specifically. Yeah,
3: went out of his way. And Marvin Mims with an increased role in the receiving core and things of that nature. So it has been laid out to us how, and and he was as honest and forthcoming as he could be, and is limited Limited. limited as he could be, because you're right. You can't be on the first wave of free agency, or even probably the second or third. You are going to have to be remarkably selective, and then you're going to have to hit in the draft. It's what Sean talked about yesterday. The remarkably thin margin for error that this team had all season long, it's even thinner now moving into the offseason when you stop to consider $85 million of dead cap. You talk about a thin margin for error during the season? Yeah, you're right. They did have a thin margin for error. Their offense created that. But now... It's not the offense, it's the $85 million that's creating a thin margin for error. You know what's
1: interesting is that the Broncos are very fortunate this season to be relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, heading into this season, that could have been the worst thing that happened to them. How so? What if Lloyd Cushenberry was out for five games? Yeah. Now you know what Alex Forsyth can do yeah. for five games. What if Josie Jewell was out for five games? Now you you have a better idea of what Drew Sanders can do. And same thing with Riley Moss and Fabian Moreau, right? So the blessing was they stayed healthy almost the entire year, but they have no idea what their depth truly looks like outside of special teams.
3: That's that's an interesting perspective. I think that... uh, It's a factual. It's factual. I think Jaquan McMillan and Riley Dixon are your answers at corner.
1: Riley Moss. Riley Moss, excuse me. If, if Riley Dixon is going to be one of your starting corners, <laughs> you got big
3: trouble. Right. Right. Then my, there is no flexibility. Yeah, my my apologies, Riley Moss. Um so you've got so you know where they're headed there. Um Is Marvin Mims going to be WR1, WR2? How are you going to use him in the in the passing game? Um Forsythe, I think is based on everything that I've heard a very reasonable option for them in their own minds moving forward at the center position. Not Luke Wattenberg, Alex Forsythe. So we'll see. But those those were answers given to us yesterday that gives you an indication of where they are moving with those things. There's a little bit of hope there, isn't there? Do you
1: think, for as much as Sean wants a new quarterback, Do you think he is sensible enough to realize that cutting Wilson could cost him not so much his job, but potentially what he's going to be coaching over the next couple of years? Yes.
3: I I, I mean... I think that's why he had the 30-minute meeting with Wilson Do we believe that Sean Payton is a stupid guy? No. 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 Sean Payton is a damn smart guy. Right. And 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 yes, he may rub you some some of you out there the wrong way and some of us the wrong way with the way that he shows that, but he's not, he's a smart dude. Yeah. He has to know where this puts him over the next two years competitively. I used this phrase yesterday on the show and now I'm
1: going to attribute this phrase to Sean Payton and how he feels about Russell Wilson. Unless he finds a way to say, you know what? I'm going to have to be patient with Russell and this off season, it was a, it was a whirlwind honestly for Sean Payton taking over as the head coach yeah no question he's learning about people in the organization yep. that he's ripping him in USA today totally <laughs> kidding when I say that
3: did you find it interesting by the way and, and hold your thought for a second that he claimed that the statement made about um about I'll be pissed if this team doesn't reach the the playoffs was made in an off the record moment he made that he made that slip Not that slip. That was another purposeful bit of information yesterday.
1: Well, maybe you should limit it to one latte. Ah, bingo. But with that, now that Sean Payton is comfortable, and he really don't want Russell Wilson to begin with, I think he made it pretty clear when he was interviewed, Mm -hmm. but now that he is more settled in, he might have more time, in theory, to work with Russell. Now, according to CBA stuff, I don't know how much he's allowed to work with him. Yeah. He might be able to say, here's a bunch of homework, Work on it, we'll regroup later. Here's a bunch of homework, regroup, yada, yada, yada. I don't know the parameters of that. But Sean Payton is more settled in now. He knows his roster. He knows the people in the organization. Now he truly might have the time to spend a lot of his offseason working with Russell Wilson instead of inheriting Russell Wilson. I'll go back to something that I was about to say. I said this on the show yesterday. There's a great phrase, which is, is it a light at the end of the tunnel or is it a train coming the other way? For Sean Payton, these two scenarios, you can make the case there's a stronger chance that the train is coming the other way. You keep Russell Wilson, a train's coming the other way. (laughs) You get rid of Russell Wilson, I can promise you a train is coming the other way. Yeah, right. It's a lose-lose
3: in his mind today, maybe it's a question of how much room there is on either side of the track with the train coming. Either way, survive it.
1: I know, I know, you're a vegetarian, mm-hmm. pescatarian, but I'll use this phrase that apply to some people, not all people. John Payne's going to have to eat his vegetables on this one. He just is, because neither scenario is good for him. George will do what Sean wants and it, it, it's it's not going to be pleasant I think for Sean either way. No. Either he's going to have to suck it up and work with a guy who needs some work from the neck up and when I say that Russell Wilson's not a dumb guy. No. It's just the way he checks in and out of plays and processes things, it needs a lot of development. And personally, I think either you have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You can only be taught so much. Yeah,
3: I, I I went back and looked at the transcript of Russ's remarks. It was interesting that he said that he wants to be here.
1: I believe that he does. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, really do. I, I th- even even at that point this, where he was expressing a great deal of disappointment.
1: This is what I've said about Russell Wilson. He has been beaten down on so many different levels since he has been here, whether it was former teammates in Seattle, whether it was Sean Payton here, right? This is what I say about only certain guys, and Russell Wilson fits into that category, and this answers your question about does he want to come back. Russell Wilson strikes me as the type of guy that you can chop off one of his legs, and he says, that's okay, I have another one. Mm -hmm. So with that, he has been maligned on so many different levels than whether the Broncos told the truth or not, whether Wilson's side told the truth or not. I don't want to say that Russell was publicly humiliated, not starting the final two games, but I think for us, he is so positive and he has so much faith that honestly, I think that he would find a way to get through this. I don't think that he wants to switch teams. It's not so much that I believe that he is comfortable here, but I think he has his best chance to win with
3: Sean Payton. How ironic could it end up being that both of these guys need the other as their lifelines?
1: Sean needs him to not go into salary cap hell. Right.
3: And to potentially head off two years of competitive hell that he could be in as a result of it. And Russ needs Sean to continue to elevate. He Russ was elevated this year by Sean Pate. Yes. Right? Yep. We can agree with that. I'm not going to use the term fixed, but no, he's certainly not a hell of a lot better. You're absolutely right. I'm not going to say fixed, maybe found, not fixed the whole way. He's not washed up. How's no, that? No, he is not washed up. There is gas left in that tank, yeah. period. Yep. There is. But how ironic is it that now we're sitting at this situation. It's like Dunkirk. We've got our we've got our backs to the ocean and we're trying to get off the continent and back home to England with the uh you know with the huns banging at the gates. We got to figure this out. But Sean probably needs Russ. Like Russ probably needs Sean to make this work it's almost like an arranged marriage
1: where both sets of parents have said to each kid if you want any inheritance you just have to stay married yeah and if one of you backs out neither of you get it right and good luck with things what do we have coming up on just in case you missed it
4: The Colorado Buffaloes football team has a tough schedule next season, according to the way-too-early polls. And we'll get into some college hoops as the number one and number two teams fell last night. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman, Hurdle. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Hurdle at Eric Goodman. A week from today, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, there's word coming out of Chicago that Matt Eberflus, the head coach, will stay. Lou Getze, the offensive coordinator, he is out. There is belief in Chicago that Justin Fields
3: will stay with the Bears which would obviously move out of the first pick which pick up a trove of picks for later and honestly
1: this would be an enormous story on who's fighting to get that top pick. isn't that something and people around town are going to say (gasps) oh can (laughs) can the Broncos (laughs) trade up with can they go Mike Ditka with their entire draft and get the number one pick in the draft I don't think that's happening time now for the final word the
0: final word Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Wicker. You need to see why Westward named it the best wicker store in Denver. Five years running.
4: Or order online at Argonautwicker.com. Alrighty guys, just in case you missed it. ESPN's way too early top 25 for 2024 includes five Big 12 teams Arizona at number nine, Utah at number 13, Oklahoma State at number 18, Kansas State at number 21, and Kansas at number 23. Colorado plays all five of these teams next season, three of them at home K State, Oklahoma State, and Utah, and then Arizona and Kansas on the road. As of right now, how tough is Colorado's schedule looking for this upcoming season?
3: It's not as hard as the one they just played they didn't play Washington but they played virtually everyone else that was anyone else in the Pac-12 I mean, yeah, right, in the Pac-12 but it is still a very difficult schedule and I, I, I will just say this and Eric and I have both worked in and around the Big 12 me for many, many years, it's a better league than you think it is I'm just warning people you're going into places that are hostile where it really matters to people and where they're really well coached Matt Campbell can coach at Iowa State Lance Leipold can coach at Kansas Chris Kleiman can coach at Kansas State Mike Gundy can coach at Oklahoma State he's a man he's 66 now. yeah but he <laughs> yeah he is a little older but the dude can still coach so I am encouraged, but I am not over the moon about this thing. I think if you can have reasonable success in your first year in the Big 12 where there's going to be a transitional challenge as well, more power to you. Colorado's going to be
1: a lot better, though, at least in terms of talent. Yes. And they're under the radar because we don't know what they're going to look like yet. We will find out pretty quickly. Yes, we will.
4: All right, just in case you missed it, wild night yesterday in college basketball as the number one and number two teams in the country both lost. Nebraska beat number one Purdue by 16, and Iowa State gave number two Houston their first loss of the season. Also number 17 Colorado State lost to Boise State by seven points. With conference play now underway, is there a team you like that maybe we should keep an eye on?
3: Yeah, I'm a little worried about Colorado State. They've lost a couple of games that kind of took me a little by surprise, to be honest um no i don't think that there's one team out there right now that really fits that role for me um i think that that it's very much a, a lot of really good teams but not that one great team kansas could be a great team but there's three point consideration they don't shoot the ball well uh consistently from deep for instance so there's all, there seems to be a little chink in everybody's armor, but they're still good teams.
1: That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor just in case you missed it today. Their Santa's Dunn storewide sale going on today. 20% off all wine, 15% off of all liquor, $2 off all 12-packs. Head on down to Colfax today and take advantage of all these specials. You can find them, again, off of Colfax. Order online. argonautlicker.com, Order off their app as well. That's going to do it for us. Gentlemen, fantastic job today. As always, make it the best possible day you can. Risen Game.